and wonder Arcade centers like no other nostalgia Yeah, yeah, every moment, everything is see When I jump all on it, damn Walking through these halls, my childhood is written on these walls um, I breathe the air, deep down I know this place is where I belong My destiny, my wildest dream, my fantasy My inspiration and my energy Everything up to this point, this place has let me, yeah can't go on forever so real like a faded meeting with a brand new new shape from beginning two 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 point 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 oh 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 as a great woman once said we're off like a herd of turtles uh i've just begun my journey to fuji rock and uh, that's a quote my grandma used to always say on our family trips because usually some kind of uh, hitch happens and I'm only about 10% into my journey. I'm at uh, the local Shinkansen station in Kobe and uh, I always book trips during Japanese rush hour time for businessmen and every single time I always say I'm never going to do it again. Um, it's something I'm not at all used to. I don't have to commute for work. I have a walk, a 30-second walk to my work. Um, there's positives and negatives of that, but the greatest positive is that, uh, yeah, you don't have to take a train, and especially during uh, rush hour times, like, uh, it feels like it's, like, 7 to 9 in the morning. Uh, it's, it's that classic Japanese scene, you know, where people need to be pushed inside the train. And the worst thing is when you're traveling, especially with the family, you have a lot of luggage and it's just horrible. I mean, you have to be very aggressive getting on the train and literally like push people out of your way and step on them. And despite Japan being very polite in most ways, um, it's kind of surprising at how generally people don't get out of your way on the train. Um, if you look around more, especially like on the inner parts of the train, you'll often see there, there is room, but people just tend to stand by the doorway and they don't really move in. Uh, one of my, my pet peeves, uh, especially with a bunch of luggage. So anyway, this is like the second trip I've taken in a month and I always forget. I get so excited when I'm booking my trips, you know? There's no real reason I had to leave <laughs> during rush hour, but you just generally want to get out as early as you can. So anyway, that was fun. I'm already sweating. Uh, it's Japanese summer, uh, late July. Fuji Rock is usually the last weekend of every July. Yeah, and I've forgotten uh, deodorant and my flashlight already too. So thus, uh, we're off like a herd of turtles. Uh, that being said, I have been incredibly excited. Uh, if you don't know what Fuji Rock is, basically it's a big music festival. And I guess for me, I didn't... I've dreamed of going, let's say that, since I was maybe a junior, senior in high school. Uh, I think Fuji Rock's been around since nine, the mid-90s or so. Um, and I found out about it maybe in 98, 99. I remember watching just live videos online of bands I liked at that time, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Rage Against the Machine performing there. Um, even on in the college and like watching Strokes videos. I don't know why, but something about uh, some of my favorite American bands uh, playing in Japan always seems so cool. I guess I just always like Japan, um, but the crowds are just pretty massive. So they're fun to watch. Uh, I don't know how that'll be when I'm there. <laughs> um, but basically, so I've known about Fuji Rock. I lived here for four years. Why haven't I gone? 
I guess I'm a big music lover. I've been to a lot of uh, shows, and I haven't actually been to that many festivals. And it's mainly because the couple I've been to, like Warp Tour, I don't really like. <laughs> They're always in summer. They're really hot, really sweaty. They get a sunburn. They're so crowded. And um, in Japan, all those negative factors of big music festivals are kind of just cranked up a notch. Uh, what I mean by that is they're even more expensive. Uh, Fuji Rock, if you're going to go camping, uh, is about a little over 400 US dollars. And if you include the commute to get out there, I'm taking the bullet train, uh, it's almost $1,000 by the time everything's said and done. So that's crazy. I mean, not including travel, $400 is a lot. I don't know what Coachella stuff costs, but you know, I, my comparable thing is something like Warp Tour, um, which was very cheap. I think I paid something like $40 back in the day to go to that. Um, it's more crowded, it's hotter and more humid than you can ever imagine uh, where I come from. So all those negative factors really turned me off to it. Um, and I think I just thought it was like the same thing as Summer Sonic. And Summer Sonic's more local. Uh, they do have a Kansai stop. And I had a lot of friends who have gone before and they just said, man, it is, you know, for people in their 30s and who have done this before, it's just tiring and old. And unless there's someone you're really crazy for, it's kind of not worth the price to go out there. Um, so I, I kind of didn't really realize uh, that Fuji Rock isn't the same as Summer Sonic. That association of uh, being the big Japanese summer festivals um, kind of threw me off. And I think I just saw some of the lineup this year. Um, and I was like, man, I don't know. That'd be cool to go. Let me just kind of look into this. I want to see some videos of it. And I did like a little YouTube search. And what I found was not at all what I expected. Uh, it doesn't look like one of those big crowded like Warp Tour, Summer Sonics, or crowded festivals. There are a lot of people there, but it's it's up in a mountain, completely surrounded by nature. Um, people camp out there. I mean, festivals back home, I've seen camping too, but this looks a little more bohemian and kind of cool and artsy. Um, there's lots of like cool art displays going on in forests. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I've never, never been. That's kind of the point of uh, this little mini audio documentary is I'm telling you my expectations and you follow me to find out if uh, Fujirak meets those expectations. Um, I guess the way I'm looking at it now from the research I've done is it kind of seems like a family-friendly Burning Man <laughs> or a family-friendly like Woodstock meets uh, the Renaissance Festival or something like that. I don't know though. Um, that's another big part of why I'm going is I, I do have a two-year-old son. And then a lot of the videos, I was really shocked to see that there are a lot of young kids there and families there. And there's even like full-on stages every day just for, for kids and kids' music and activities like uh, like bubble blowing and stuff. Um, so for me, this would be the perfect event for a family where I could have something to really look forward to. My son could as well. And my wife, which is a pretty rare thing. Generally, my son is suffering through a long shopping trip with us or we're going to some, I don't know, crowded, loud play center. And, you know, neither party is really fully in the moment. So this could be something, a rare thing for the whole family. Um, so I'm kind of there on a, on a research trip to see if this is something we could do every year. Also, um, I'm choosing the camp since it was so expensive. Uh, camping for three nights is only $30 total. So I couldn't really justify spending $100 a night additional um, hotel room since I am going alone away from my family. Um, 
and it's supposed to rain every day. I've checked the weather. Apparently every year it does rain. You're on a mountain, so the climate is uh, kind of temperamental. Uh, but usually I've heard it's not full days of rain. It's just like small periods. Hopefully that's the optimist in me. Uh, I should say too, I'm not at all a camper. I've never gone camping alone for sure, which is essentially what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm going alone. I don't know anyone else who's going because the price is so high. And that's kind of, again, something out of my element. I used to do it a lot more about 10 years ago. Um, and that makes me really excited. I What I'm doing on this trip is something I haven't done in a long time. It was It's going to remind me a lot of, you know, some of the most exciting periods of my life where I used to come out and travel in Asia, go on trips alone. Uh, there's a lot of uh, anxiety-ridden points about traveling alone, you know, especially like setting up a tent alone and, and things like that. But um, it's very cathartic, and it's a great growing experience, I find. And I haven't had that in a long time, and it's something I think I, I'm kind of craving and I need. I was talking about before when I found out what uh, Fuji Rock, I think, truly is, which is not just the big crowded hot music festival, but more of the whole experience. It's not only all about the music. There's a lot of other stuff, very uh, nature-centered. Um, that was about five or six months ago I found that out, and it, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm a teacher. And it was at that point in the year that in the third quarter of the year, fourth quarter of the year, teachers really need a light at the end of the tunnel. And Fuji Rock's been that light at the end of the tunnel for me for a long time now. So expectations are, are quite high. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. I'm a bit scattered brain, sorry about that. Um, but it is early. I just got back from America. I'm still uh, jet lagging. Uh, I've been waking up in the middle of the night. I haven't completely gotten over that. So that'll be another interesting element. Uh, Fuji Rock basically goes all night long, all day long. There's always something happening at every hour of the day. So that should be good for jet lag, right? Um, anyway, I'll keep checking in. Um, if you don't already subscribe to our Instagram, look there. Fuji Rock is done by the time you've heard this, but you can go back and see pictures that I'll be posting uh, live. So I'm going to go up and make a cheeky little photo of uh, the Shinkansen and all my luggage that I'm carrying. Anyway, uh, stick around uh, for what actually happens. last 24 hours has been a whirlwind of emotions. Um, today is day two of Fuji Rock. It's 7.30 a.m. And I just found out that you can't go in to the main place until 9.30, so I have two hours to kill. It's pretty much been consistently a light to medium rain since I got here last night for the first day. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think where, where to begin. Um, first impressions were so great, so amazing. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. Uh, just like a giant party in the woods. Um, 
if you know the MGMT music video for I think it's Time to Pretend is the song name it's just like this yeah bohemian party in the woods and it's so cool and uh, there's a lot of people there but it's managed really well and um I, I think the special thing about Fuji Rock is like you can always find a little crevice for yourself or like just very few amount of people um an example of this would be like I was by in between the two biggest stages at Fuji Rock and there's just this kind of like little nook off to the right with this like giant candles like five foot high candles just burning a bunch of them like little stools there and there was like one one person there you know and then you, you could go there and just think you know you're in some desolate place which I mean you are you're up in a mountain but you'd never guess there's I don't know a hundred thousand people or fifty thousand people or whatever it is you know around you and that's not a one-off I, I saw a couple of places like that and they're kind of like designed like that you know it's not some are you know just natural like oh yeah here's like a little part of the woods you can go into right and kind of be alone but there's these ones that are like designed like someone's put thought into that you know i think that's really really cool um you know they could just have like a bench somewhere right and do it in a lazy fashion but I always have these kind of cool, creative uh, ways of, you know, making people comfortable here. It's much more than, I guess, just like the music experience. There's just so many interactive events, things that kind of took me by surprise. Are, um, I don't know what you call this, but it's like um, a sphere cage where motorcycles drive around on the inside. You'd see like at a circus. That was one of the first things I saw coming in, and it's, it's pretty cool and wacky, but unfortunately, they put that by where all the people camp, so I could hear that at, like, 1 a.m., my motorcycle's going around, and I think the thing about a mountain is it's really good for music carrying, but when you don't want to hear music, uh, it's bad. So I'll stick with the good before I get to the bad. Um... So yeah, I just like walked in and just saw food stalls everywhere and lines aren't too long, prices aren't high. I paid $6 and got a mojito, which is less than you pay at a bar and it was really good quality, fresh mint in it. Um, yeah, and just like, there's big stages, which you know, you expect, but then there's so many people who just aren't even on the Fuji Rock like poster or bill, like uh, just some small town artists. Japanese and non-Japanese. Uh, I found this cool little tent. And the tents are like, yeah, very, again, like old school circus style tents of a, a guy just DJing awesome vinyl and like 10, 15 people in there dancing, you know? And there's so many like little parties going on like that with artists that you, you don't even know, you know? But they're great. The quality is really high. Um, that just yeah it was so cool like this is overwhelming honestly i always felt am i doing like the best thing right now like there's something going on here and i feel like i saw maybe 10 or 15 percent of the total like space and stages and stuff that fujirak has to offer yesterday um i really just stuck at the two biggest stages the whole time um the green stage and the red stage and those two stages are, if there weren't crowds, they'd be like a five-minute walk apart. But with the crowd, if the big show gets out, it could take you 15 or 20 minutes to get to those two. Um, but yeah, 
Fuji Rock's great. Uh, I remember I had a couple tips I wanted to give that I had found. One would be like, if it's not your favorite group that you're seeing at one of the big shows, and like probably if they're not your favorite, you know their big songs. And when they play like the big song at the end, they stick to times here. Japan, you know, everything runs on time. So you see a band's down at 8.20, and then they play the big song that you know. If, if you're cool to like leave halfway through that song, which I know is kind of a, a buzzkill, then like you can avoid this mass exodus that happens. I associate it to like traffic at like a sports game back home. I remember I'd see people leaving like during the fourth quarter of a basketball game, like, what, you're crazy, you know, it's the best time. Um, but I don't know if, if it's, yeah, like the gorillas, for example, I, I like the gorillas, but when they played Clint Eastwood at the end, the song I heard like a million times, I don't think it's one of their better songs. I knew like, all right, this is it. And I got out of there and I didn't do that on the first show I went to, which was um, uh, Radwimps, uh, like an indie Japanese group. Yeah. And I got stuck like 25 minutes just waiting in a crowd to get out. Um, so that's, that's one of my big tips, the Fuji Rock. So I felt like I was doing, you know, pretty well at Fuji Rock and did my research. Uh, however, uh, I've just come off a point where I was debating on going, going home early. Uh, today's the second day. The second day hasn't even started yet. And um, the sleep last night was horrendous. Um, I, I knew going in, I was, I was excited. I was anxious is the best word for it. Uh, camping seems really cool to me, especially the way Japan does camping. I get all into the fashion, and it can be kind of glampy here. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to give this a go. I didn't like camping as a kid, and but everyone you know, here seems so cool with it, and it's the thing to do, and there's little kids everywhere doing it, and you know, all walks of life, old people. <laughs> I, come on, I, I can do it. I'm a healthy guy. Um, I guess the ultimate downfall is that I I'm, can be frugal, and it costs about $1,000 to get out to Fuji Rock. So then there's all these little hidden things you don't think about. So when I had to buy a tent, I just bought the cheapest tent possible for $20. I read my reviews. I had four out of five stars on Amazon. And, uh, but I did read that if there's you know heavier rain, that it, it's not great. It's, it's all right in rain. It's a bit waterproof, but like nonstop raining will cause problems. Well, you can probably guess where the story is going. Um, yeah, it, it hasn't been a heavy rain here. And actually, the, the basically, even before the, the rain issue in the tent, uh, it's just so loud going to sleep. Um, the party here goes nonstop. Like, I, I think I stopped hearing music at maybe 4 a.m. Um, for me, I'm an old guy, man. It was hard for me to stay up until, uh, like, 11 last night. So... I crashed at 11. I was so tired. I thought I could sleep through anything. I had a couple of drinks. Um, there's actually a group I wanted to see called Chai. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go back to my tent, get it set up. And then it's just like a 10-minute walk, 15-minute walk to go see Chai. I'm going to go see them. They only play 30 minutes. And then I'll go back to bed. Well, I just lay down on bed. I was like, no, I can't get out, which is so disappointing. They're one of the top groups I wanted to see. But it just shows you, like, how exhausted I was, right? So go lay down. Oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, here, oh yeah, here's the other pro tip for you. So pro tip number one, leave during the final song or encore. You'll save yourself a lot of time. 
again, only band you're not crazy about. Second pro tip is come Thursday night. Friday is the first day. There's no music or anything on Thursday, but they let you come and camp for free. Um, I got here early on Friday. You know, I thought everyone would be working and stuff. And if people are coming on Friday, they're coming after work. Well, there are no good spots left. And what I mean, I'm not being picky or anything. What I mean by good spot is like not on a 35% incline. So I walked around for about 35 minutes with all my stuff. And I just tried, tried to choose the smallest incline, like away from, um, away from like people, right? Because a lot of the, some of the spots that are open are by pass, but you know people are going to be walking by those paths all night, drunk, tripping on your stuff. So, um, yeah, I tried to choose one. It didn't seem bad. And I thought, you know what? I don't, this seems like you're being a lazy boy, right? I've slept in a lazy boy before, and it's not a full, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not totally flat, you know? You have some angles here. So, all right, this is going to be like a lazy boy. But I'm like, no one, these spots are really bare. There must be a reason why. Well, like the bottom of the tent is like a tarp material, right? I have like a mattress on top of that, or sorry, a comforter on top of that. So there's like no friction at all. So it just like slides down. I'm already, like the, my tent is perfect size for my body. It's kind of like a coffin. And so I'm sliding down, you know, my knees are just jamming into this thing nonstop. I got a big backpack in there. And so it's like so crowded and uncomfortable in that sense. I can hear motorcycles, the circus going on. Um, and then there's just like people all around. And, I, you know, I woke up this morning and I thought there were people like right next to these tents, by the way, are all touching each other. Like literally you, you look around, look for some pictures, I'll post on the Instagram, go back to the Instagram. Um, they're all touching each other. So like, all right, people, when I went to bed, I was out in a field by myself, which I chose. All right, people surely set up shop around me. Well, they, they were, but they were still like 10 feet away. But they're so loud. I felt like people were like, they were probably just bumping my tent, but I felt like they're trying to come in. I had an experience one time in Korea where uh, I left my hotel room unlocked and a drunk guy came in and got into the bed. So, kind of paranoid after that. Um, so, I thought that was happening. It was just, yeah, bad night of sleep. People are coming and going, bumping in your tent and stuff, even if you're in a field, until, like, at least 3 a.m. Not to mention there's, like, these big lights. Like, it's on a ski resort, so these massive spotlights, so it's not completely dark. So you got music. I'm at a 35-degree angle sliding down, my knees jamming up into me. Um, people bumping in my tent having stupid conversations in English around me all night. On top of that then, around 4.30, I woke up after maybe sleeping for two hours and just start to feel like uh, water on my face. It wasn't raining, like I didn't hear the sound of rain. I guess there's this condensation built up on this tent and it was saturated. So, that being said, uh, I'm 
Sorry, I had to get wet in there. Just a little bit. But, so, I was awake. I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was just kind of laying there for a while. And then it starts to rain. And then rain seems to be coming in pretty steadily. And I use anything I have that can absorb. I got a face towel, some stinky socks from the day before. But it's still raining. It's been like three hours since then. And I'm just going to run out of things to soak up the water with. And I foresee going back to that thing with like a layer of water, a puddle, especially on that down angle, right? It's all going to collect. So I don't know what to do. Uh, all the hotels and stuff get booked here months in advance. I was so desperate when I was up at 5 a.m. I walked to like the nearest little town and uh, I was like trying to find the smallest, most rinky-dink um, little ends to ask if I had a room, which is quite the charade. Anyway, they're all like sleeping small little mountain pot places and to wake them up um so anyway i'm running through my mind all these things to do like should i just go today as much as i can on two hours of sleep Alright, coming at you of, from the last day of music at Fuji Rock, Sunday, day three. So, again, uh, day two was a series of emotional ups and downs. Um, the main band I wanted to see was Death Grips and they were just as amazing as I thought they'll definitely be my uh, band of the show best band that I'll see but I'm biased I'm a huge fan and it's pretty much why I came to Fuji Rockets when I saw them on the list that's what pushed me over the edge I'm trying not to talk too much about non-Japanese artists on the show but as a Japanese study, I would say one of the most debated things that Matt and I have ever said on the show is that uh, we think uh, like live music in Japan in general is good. And that I, I think I was the one who went on record and said uh, there's this reputation that the crowds are really docile. But to me, they're just as lively, if not sometimes more lively, than shows I've been to back home. Um... Yeah, and that, I don't know, like, I, here's what, since then, I think it really depends on what genre of your music you're into. And I think people who are into maybe uh, hip-hop or electronic, I would agree, I guess, more I've gone to those shows and gone to some back home. They are a little bit more calm here than they are back home, or in between set uh, songs, it's pretty quiet, no one talks. If that's a bad thing, I, I, don't, I don't know. But uh, if Fritten said that, I've been listening to it. Yeah, that's true. But if you go to like a, a rock, a hard rock show or a punk show, 
not friend of our show, Tom, went to um, Guns N' Roses, and he that's the one he really said he, the crowd was just horrible for him. <laughs> what I told him is like, they're like a 30-year-old washed up band, I mean, like they're just riding off the first couple albums, you know? Um, yeah, the fans <laughs> probably aren't going to be, I don't know, you need, typically it's younger people, right, who are going crazy. Anyway, my point is, uh, that Death Grip show was insane. I mean, anywhere you go, Death Grip show is going to be crazy. So I've never been, I've never seen them outside of Japan, so I guess I can't make that direct comparison. But yeah, every, the general vibe at Fuji Rock is kind of really chill and laid back and just have a good time. A lot of people bring chairs, just sit in these little chairs. I bought one for 400 yen off of Amazon. They're pretty comical. Mine's comical. It looks like a model. Like when you see it, you think, okay, this is like the show floor model, and I'll get a box and it'll be a regular size. I saw a guy yesterday. It only had like three bars, and it was like very um, cylindrical. Uh, and it was such a joke. It was like half the size of mine, even. It honestly goes up to like my ankle, and it's about as six inches wide. I, I can't believe that it's comfortable. It's hard not to laugh when you see it. The guy was a not a small guy either. Anyway, so that's the general vibe. You prop up these chairs, and I would say like 80% of the people who are at the shows are just chilling in chairs around tarps, and there's even hammocks around. Um, but this Death Curve show was very wild. It was so cool to see all walks of life in the pit. Like, I'm not a mosh pit person by the way I like being very close to it I like helping the people that uh, look like they need help and you know doing a little jumping up and down but yeah I don't know sometimes they look like people are getting hurt and I get scared but my point is it was so cool to see like very frail um, small boys and girls I, I was a teacher and parent and me was worried but man they were going crazy it, it, it was so awesome. Um, the energy at that show was crazy. I'm going to put up some video of that one for sure. But yeah, I guess what I would say to you is if you think Japanese crowds are bad, start listening to better music. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of shows I've been to aren't like that. I don't know. Um, so what else? Um, pro tips. Fuji Rock. Make sure if you're camping, come on Thursday. So again, the last segment, I probably sounded quite down. Well, last night again, I thought, all right, I'm just gonna probably not sleep much tonight. I'll wake up first thing at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. again, get on the bus and just go change my train ticket and go home. Because yesterday it poured. I mean, it's been raining nonstop the whole thing. But yesterday it was like hard, hard pouring. The ground now is still saturated. I mean, you just have to like step in puddles. You can't try to stay dry. Um, but yeah, I mean, my tent wasn't doing good and just uh, the constant drizzle that has been happening. But the nasty, nasty rain last night, I just thought, yeah, I'm gonna be sleeping in puddles. And I did when I went back to my tent. There were puddles, but much like a sinking ship, I just took a bottle, scooping out the water, and that seemed to buy me some time. Um, 
Another Fuji Rock pro tip would be befriend someone and ask them who are they here to see. That's been my big question I've asked everyone. Now I've asked some people that question and gotten, uh, I don't really know, I just came with my friends. But generally, I've heard bands that like I didn't know about here or I saw their name but just didn't think much of them. An example of that is I went to go see this one guy I recommended, the Kyoto Jazz Sextet. And they were so awesome. And the stage they played at was like a part I hadn't been to yet. And it was so cool, so good. And just something I wouldn't have normally done, but I had such a great time. And I actually used my chair. It's the one time I really used my $4 chair. Cause I mean, I'm not gonna get down in the pit at a jazz show. But that was so cool, just chill and relax there. Uh, and then I met a guy from Michigan who was super cool. Um, he lives in Taiwan, and he's really into electronic music. And uh, I was telling him about seeing Death Grips and stuff, and he's like, oh yeah, he knew them. But he went with me, and after he's like, thank you so much, man, I never would've went, and that was wild and crazy. And you know, so it's cool to do it for other people too. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I saw a lot of Western artists yesterday. Avalanche's DJ group were so good. Um, I saw Cornelius. If you listen to this show, you'll definitely know we've talked a lot about them. And they were easily the most disappointing act of the show. I talked in the previous one about how I didn't watch a lot of SDP either. So I'm kind of failing. The Japanese uh, music lover in me is failing. But the two different reasons. Uh, SDP, like I said, I'd, I'd seen them before. Um, however, Cornelius was just like, I don't know, too experimental. I like experimental music, but it just felt really pretentious, especially after coming from the, I came straight from the Death Grip show there. And he was just doing like this monosyllabical, monosyllable singing, like ah, ooh, e, a, for like 15 minutes, <laughs> uh, and like very minimal like chimes going in the background, and I don't know, there's cool videos going on behind him, but I must be from his new album, Mellow Waves, that he's playing stuff, but. I don't know. That's not why I go to live shows. It was like experimental art or something, right? But a lot of people were leaving that show. He played at the big main stage. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed to be not the best live act. I think that's something coming here you see is like, there's some bands I've seen that I'm not super crazy into. I mentioned the Gorillas and XX. But, uh,. Like, they're really good live acts. They put on a good live show. They get the crowd going, and they're, like, nice and telling funny jokes. And then, you know, my favorite act I saw, Death Grips doesn't do any of that. They don't talk or anything. But the point is you have to bring some kind of energy, I think. And Cornelius just totally lacked any energy at all. Like, just behind his sunglasses, standing still on the stage. And I don't know. He didn't play anything off the albums I liked. I think that's a big part of it, too. Yeah, yesterday I did the most exploring that I've done, and like, yeah, once you get past the main stages, it's super 
super cool. Um, there's field of the sky or field of heaven or something like that, and you go through all these boardwalks in the woods, and it's just beautiful, and there's lights set up, and again, you would just never know that you're at a massive music fest. You know, you feel like you're doing your own things, and some hippie party in the woods. Um, there's disco balls everywhere, like just in the forest. Like you look way out into the forest and you see like a disco ball going. Like someone's, it's just, you know, art is everywhere. Cool concepts have been made. Um, food here, I'll talk about that. The food has been so incredibly good. Um, like I wish these places were restaurants I knew to go back to or how to get back to. And they are. They use, these are all like real local businesses that they get to come out here and get stalls. Um, but it's not where I live, right? Um, but yeah, just great, great food. Last night I had like lamb steak with rice and tripe for $12. And at the coolest, like these little wood huts, you know, I don't know, it feels like you're on like, it reminds me of like vacation or again, the Renaissance Festival. But it all doesn't seem like temporary. It all seems so real, like you found this little bohemian paradise on the mountain. Um, just the atmosphere and stuff is so cool. And you always come out of these tunnels or in the woods and it's just massive openness, huge stage, awesome sound. Yeah, it's like again, the atmosphere and the quality of the music and the mood and the people. And the food is like 11 out of 10. But the camping, that's my big gripe. I'll get back to the end. Uh, but another point about the food, it's not marked up too badly. Water is my big one. Water is $2 here, where normally it's a dollar. I want to say like a warp tour, it's paying like 4 or $5 for water. Um, I had some really solid like meat on rice dishes for six or seven dollars here. And again, these aren't like pre-packaged meals. They're like from really good, probably Tokyo restaurants. Um, that's awesome, you know. You don't feel like you're being taken advantage of here. They have stores, they have everything you need. You could actually come to Fuji Rock with nothing and get a tent, get tarps, get rain boots, get really fashionable, cool, like rain jackets. Like, they're not just crappy ones. They sell like beams stuff here. And again, it's not marked up. I can't believe if the tents and stuff aren't. I mean, I don't know the price, but $70 for a tent looks way better than mine. So, um, to get back to the camping part, I'm actually doing the same walk I did with you yesterday. I've seen a lot of people leaving this morning with all their gear, which has me hopeful. This is the last day. It makes sense. Um, the headliners tonight are Bjork and um, Major Lazer. I'd say today is probably the weakest day, especially for Western big names. Um, Although I'm gonna see Wednesday Campanella, MC Gohan, all these awesome Japanese artists. But yeah, today seems like a lot of people leaving. It's an amazing thing, but the sky is partially blue this morning. And after the onslaught of rain last night, man, it feels so good. So again, I was thinking about going home this morning. 
because uh, the rain and sleeping conditions are so bad. But in the end, I managed to get about four and a half hours of sleep, which is enough. I was worried I was going to have another hour, day of two hours, and I just couldn't do that back to back. Um, so my gripe, I'll give one more pro tip. Pro tip is, before you come to Fujiraki, if you can, get on a late schedule. Um, things don't really start getting, in terms of like the party scene, if you're into that, they don't get going until like midnight and it goes until about 5 a.m. And uh, I actually come back to the campsite usually around like eight. I usually, there's been a break and the artists I like around then and everything is abandoned. The showers don't have lines. Um, it's quiet. No one's talking or being crazy and intense around me. <clears throat> so I'll often actually I've come back and like tried to go to sleep then. But the issue would be, you know, two hours later, someone gets back to the site and is screaming and yelling and doing stupid stuff. Um, it's actually how I woke up this morning. Was sounded like, or was a blood curdling scream, but it sounded like in my tent, like someone like put their face in my tent and did it. Uh, what I found out was at 5 a.m. That's when everyone, they must close the doors of Fuji Rock. And everyone's getting back then. And is, they're all very, very drunk. And it makes me feel incredibly old when I'm at the stall getting my coffee and eggs. And 95% of the people are ordering more beer. So, um... Anyway, yeah, so it's very late. A lot of cool stuff's happening at night. I've gone and, like, checked it out. I haven't really taken part in it because I've just been too tired. Oh, score. I just found a really good flat spot on top of the mountain. I'm putting down my, my mini chair to hold my spot. Today's going to be a good day, a dry day. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, it's so cool, man. Like, it's like Cirque du Soleil parties and stuff happening at night. And then they play all these, like, small, it's called, like, the rookie stage. And that's where, actually, Chai, I just featured them recently on the show. Check it out. That's where they were playing. They just give them, like, 30-minute slots. And they're, you know, underground, really small bands. And that's some of the coolest stuff. So if you come, definitely uh, make sure you can stay up late, unlike me. Last night, one of the biggest groups I wanted to see was LCD Sound System. And like, I was just feeling tired after that lamb steak. And I was like, I don't wanna miss my chance to sleep. You know, I, I'm tired enough now, I feel like I could sleep through noise and wetness. And in the end, it was probably worth it. I did go to sleep and it felt great until, yeah, I was woken up by lots of annoyances. The gripe is, they way overbook the camping. Like, I don't think they even check. There's no way everyone who comes to Fujirak can camp. So you should put a limitation on that. I don't think they do, honestly. They put a limitation on the show. Like, the sh Saturday was sold out if you just bought the day pass. It was the only day it was sold out. 
but as far as I know, there's no limitation on the campsite. So, like, it feels like this campsite can hold, let's say, 5,000 people or 10,000 people, and they've booked, like, 25% over capacity, maybe 50. So... I came on Friday, like I said, early, before 5 o'clock. I got, I got here at, like, 2. So I thought all the people working and stuff aren't going to be here late that night from Tokyo. I'm going to be good. And I, I, seriously, there's no flat land at all left. And only very – I'm not talking, like, a small hill. Like, very close to a 45-degree angle, um, which doesn't seem like a problem. But if you're at all a sensitive sleeper, it is. Uh, and I'm so happy. It looks like tonight I'm, I just found a flat spot on top of the mountain, probably quieter, darker, no ski lights on me, hopefully. So come on Thursday because they overbooked the camping. Um, they have rules for camping too. Like you're not supposed to have like these giant strings that jut out with like a little like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a door that opens up and covers. So you could have like your windows open and the rain won't come in, if that makes sense. It's like a front porch to your tent. And people have these massive ones that just pop out and they take up so much space and there's signs everywhere saying don't do that. But no one seems to enforce that. So yeah, the camping is a bit lax, but you know what, it's $30, 3,000 yen for three nights, four nights technically, if you wanna come early, which you should. So I guess that's why. Anyhow, uh, that's a wrap, I think. Uh, I'll probably come back one more time just with like final thoughts and feelings. Assault been a bit messy, and I think you're just gonna have to stick with it because, like I said, there's not a lot of Fuji Rock stuff out there. Um, yeah, so I'll come back with you tomorrow saying if I'm, this is something I'm gonna come back to again. I have a famous phrase, if you listen to the show, I mentioned it, I get againer. It's Fuji Rock, I get againer. Would you do it again? To me, that's a true sign of something successful or good. So, uh, my final update, find out. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, Gohan's muscles erupt with his newly bridled power, and Cell sends his children to test a boy's strength all at once. The Cell Juniors reveal they too know the Z Fighter's special moves, but it's too little too late, and Gohan is prepared to destroy. Shigoto 
までもいいけど Ru o t e r e v e n r i t s a you wanna hide it Skate Bram tunnel it That's trick flip flat to 今日も救われた日 Amazing な出来事迷わず選べばおのずと道は華やかになるはめ平凡は離れた健やかな道はお前のその想像に変わる騒がしい音ない夜中の一時フリーなタイムなサイレントになスリーピー2時過ぎスリープが振り切すぎ遅くなるコンバイもよくある止まるようにスローダウンフッとスイマーカス足りてないスイミング開けてもつらいまた深くなるスリーピーでもさヘモだって寝たの今朝ウェイクアップでも部屋暗くもサイドメイカー何からしようかまずお湯入れるカップラーメン酒でも飲みたいきっとノープラウン私服の時も終わったいみでクラウンおいまた今日もこんな時間Saturday night, second day. Nothing on my body is dry. I just passed a Buddhist monk doing a ceremony in an abandoned shack in the woods, followed by a disco ball shining onto a bunch of tree trunks. It was awesome. With、uh, Southern Rock and Blues、uh, playing at the next stage. That's all.